Welcome to week two of our counterculture follow through. I'm Liz. I'm part of the team here at Favor. I hope you're feeling strong as you live out everything you learned during the conference. The topic for this week is the bio you've been looking for. What's the bio you're looking for? When I was younger, I felt a lot of pressure to build a significant life. But the life of significance that I was imagining had certain milestones that I needed to conquer, just like stages in a video game. Level 1, get into a top college. Level 2, get into the course I wanted. Level 3, have friends in college so I won't be a loser. Plus points if the friends were cool. Level 4, some people cared about good grades, but I cared more about being part of orgs. And when I got a leadership position, I felt a sense of achievement. Level five, get a great job, plus points if it's a job you love and you get hired out of college. Level six, build a killer resume or LinkedIn profile and basically make a career that people would say, wow, she sure is successful. And I thought if only I could conquer all those levels, not only would I be successful, I would be happy. I would find the love and validation that I always wanted. So I worked really hard, and lo and behold, by the age of 23, I already found myself at level 6. Or probably, I think I reached the top of my industry at the age of 27. By then, I was holding a job that was the envy of my peers, and I had achieved all of it at a young age. But you know what I was missing? I was missing fulfillment, purpose, true acceptance, and true happiness and love. I had gotten everything that I thought would give me all the things I was looking for, But instead, I was actually really depressed. I was miserable, I felt lonely, and I still felt like I didn't have a place in the world. And honestly, I was so, so tired. I was tired of chasing after all of these things and working for all of these things. I thought if I had conquered all the levels, I would be happy. It was then that I called out to God and I said, Hey Jesus, if you're real like my friends say you are, you need to help me. You need to fix me. I've tried everything. I've worked hard. I followed the plan and I am still a mess. I need you. That was my come to Jesus moment. And after that, I started a journey of living with a relationship with God, a journey of living by faith. One day I realized, you know what? I want to live for God. I'm going to leave my job behind. And at that time, I was working at a great job, but basically I was building a a kingdom for myself, a kingdom for others, not a kingdom for God. So I took that step of faith. At that time, I thought I was going to become a college teacher because I had a passion for reaching young people, and I was so excited. Well, to cut the long story short, turns out I quit my job at the wrong time. It was the middle of the school year, and no jobs were available. And that started one of the biggest tests of my life, because for around two years, I found myself jobless. I had no job title, and it was the most uncomfortable thing. My resume, once so attractive, suddenly had big black holes in it. It was then that I realized my identity and my significance had been so wrapped around my job title, and God actually wanted me to find my identity in Him. Where do you find your identity? What defines your identity? Is it your job, your salary, your grades, your reputation, the number of followers you have on social media, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mistakes, your sins, your past? Who defines your identity? Is it your family, your friends, your followers on the internet? If any of these things define your identity, what happens when you lose your job? What happens when your grades go down? 
your salary goes down, your reputation gets tarnished, your boyfriend or your girlfriend breaks up with you. What happens when your friends reject you and they change their mind about you? What happens if your past feels so shameful and so terrible? What if you never achieve the ideal bio you want? Our identity, who we are, is not founded in what we do. It's founded in whose we are. When I finally got that, I felt free. 1 John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Who are we? We are children of God, created in the image of God. It also says in Ephesians 1 verse 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family by bringing us to Himself through Jesus Christ. This is what He wanted to do, and it gave Him great pleasure. We are people chosen by God, people that He loves as His children. And when He chose us, it gave Him great pleasure. He chose us not because we performed, not because we had a great reputation, not because we had a perfect job, good grades, popularity, or public acclaim. He made a way for us to be adopted into His family through Jesus Christ. This was by grace, a gift from God, not by our works, not because we earned it. Every day is a choice for you and me to take hold of our true identity. Our true identity as chosen children of God, made in the image of the creator of the world. Children who give Him, the source of love, great pleasure. When we live out of that truth, how can our lives change? For me, I realized I can stop chasing after love and significance and acceptance because I already had what I was looking for all along. You can stop chasing. You can stop letting shame define you. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He cleansed you from guilt and shame. You are loved, forgiven, blessed, appreciated, saved, affirmed, and so much more. So this week, go through the questions and prayers for the week. Ask God about your identity. And I pray today for you to get a fresh revelation of your identity in Christ. Hope you enjoyed journaling.